All right, Julia Rose, everybody, CEO and founder of Shag Mag Magazine. Super pumped to have her on. Uh, Julia, thanks so much for, for taking the time. Of course, of course. I'm really excited. Really pumped. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, I, I, I sent a couple of emails because I can only imagine you get a ton every day. So I was like, I got to send it again. I got to send it again. So I was. I appreciate the persistence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. So, I mean, tell us a little bit about um, like your entrepreneurial journey. Like, did you always have, you know, did you always envision yourself, you know, running a business? I mean, talk about your years in college or high school and, you know, a little bit about your background. Yeah, never in a million years, like if you would have told me two, even two years ago that I'd be, you know, running a business, I would have been like, yeah, whatever, you're joking. I remember when I was um, just starting off with Shag Mag, I was watching episodes of Shark Tank and I remember having to write down like different terms and like even finding out what CEO even meant, you know, and like yeah. actually <laughs> have to like make note cards and learn like the lingo and like how to talk business because it's intimidating, especially, you know, one being young and second being female, I think those two things added together and in, in, in the industry that I am in can be very intimidating with working with different people in the industry. So, you know, if you would have told me a couple of years ago, I'd be running a pretty successful business. I would have been like, there's no way, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I started off in a service industry, bartending, you know, waiting tables, did that all throughout high school, shout out to Hooters. They were the ones <laughs> funding my way through school. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did Hooters for a little bit. I uh, came up with the idea of Shag Mag actually last two March, almost two years ago. So March, 2019. And, you know, it just, I, I kind of got a call from Playboy. I got to go out to Playboy's headquarters in Beverly Hills. And I just wasn't excited anymore. Like it wasn't like Playboy. Like after Hugh Hefner died, I feel like Playboy kind of lost the magic a little bit. So I felt like there was this void in this men's market for like, a, you know, a man cave where you could talk about sex and sports and dating and like get this kind of nude content that doesn't really exist nowadays. So I was like, why not just create one? So created Shag Mag, March 2019. We're about to do our 22nd issue. So it's been really, really exciting. Let's go. That's awesome. I mean, you're killing it. So I mean, what, what made you take that leap of faith, right? Like what made you just say, you know what, I'm just going to go out and do it myself. Like, you know, what, what was the big motivation behind that? There was a couple different motivations. One, it's like, you know, you can come up with this idea and I felt like who better to do it than myself. You know, I just really truly feel felt like there was a place needed for millennial modern day men where they could go talk about sex, talk about sports, get advice from women. And like, it just didn't exist. So I was like, who better to create it than myself, you know? And I was already kind of creating this controversial content online, pushing boundaries around censorship and kind of grew this massive following with it. So, I mean, why not me, you know? Right. Why not? Why not indeed? So, I mean, that's crazy. So like, I saw like some of your background too, like, you know, I heard you moved out to LA, right? Like that was like probably a big leap of faith for you as well. Like, you know, talk about that process of like, man, like, you know, I don't know what, what's going to happen, but I'm just going to do it anyway. Like you said, why not me? So you just went for it. Like, talk about that. I mean, so I'm from a really conservative small town in Texas. You know, it's kind of one of those towns that if you don't get out before you're married and pregnant, you're never going to get out. So, um, <laughs> I just knew there was more out there to the world. I had never been to LA before and I just kind of craved something more. So kind of just followed my heart. I literally loaded up a U-Haul. I didn't know a single person out in LA. I had no idea what I was going to do when I got out here. 
Um, but just like you said, took that leap of faith, knew that knew that they, I was meant for something more. Um, literally, you all made it out to Koreatown. And I remember sitting in my apartment and being like, oh my God, like what? This is crazy. I remember I was paying like $400 in Texas. And when I got to LA, it was like $1,500 for like no AC, no parking. It was like, <laughs> here we go. You know, you just, you got to do it. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I'm a college student right now. So like, I can only imagine like how crazy that time must have been, right? Like you just have to take that leap of faith, like especially in the entertainment industry, right? It's so competitive and- I mean, look at you, you're taking a leap of faith. There's not a lot of college kids out there trying to do college and podcasts and doing this kind of thing. I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying. I got a long way to go, but having you as a guest definitely puts me up there on- There we go. <laughs> Let's get it, let's get it. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, that's that's crazy. I mean, so talk about that. Like, um, you know, you have a large social following and, you know, you have this idea of shag mag and, you know, you talk about like the motivations behind it. Um, you know, would you say the your idea of shag mag came before you garnered like a large social following? Or would you say, uh, you know, once you started gaining more, uh, more of a presence on social media, that's when you sort of realize man, I can really utilize, you know, the brand. So I'd say it, the idea of Shag Mike definitely came after growing the following, but I will say I've kind of always had it in me of like questioning, you know, why do women, why do women have to be censored and, you know, men don't like even growing up as a kid, I asked my mom, you know, like, why do the boys have to just wear swim trunks and we have to wear, you know, like we have to be completely covered. And so I kind of grew up questioning it. And then what I think I realized is I grew I just remember posting, I posted an airplane picture once of me just flashing on an airplane and just being myself, like really not even trying, you know, just kind of being who I naturally was. And I saw that take off. And what I realized then is I could utilize this kind of like, I don't give a fuck mentality and use that to my advantage and kind of push different content on social media that people either loved or they hated. And so kind of growing that following just with naturally who I was. And then I realized, you know, I have to do something with this, you know, you can grow a following, but if you don't do something in it with it and tap into it and really, you know, you sell your, sell your dream, then I feel like it kind of goes to waste. So I think that's when it came into play of like, um, using this following that I had and really even, I guess it's just elevating who I was even more. I feel like Shag Mag is just me as a brand. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. That's dope. So, I mean, talk, talk about that. Like, you know, when, when you do all these things for social media and, you know, like I saw like the World Series and, and uh, you know, like the airplane you mentioned and, um, you know, like the roller coaster and like, I, I think you did like a pizza post, like what, um, you know, what are some of the reactions? Like if you were to do it in public, like are people like, wait, what's going on? Or are they like, like what, yeah, I mean, what is that like? It's, it's a blessing and a curse because I feel like obviously people still aren't open to this idea of a woman doing whatever she wants with her body. But I say it's a blessing and a curse because I don't think shag mag would exist if it was something that was just okay. You know, I feel like if we, if we were in different countries like Italy or France where being, you know, topless as a woman wasn't something, you know, wasn't a big deal, then I don't think the business would be as, as successful as it is. But with that being said, of course, I get a ton of hate, you know, the people still live in a very closed minded mindset. And so it's like, you know, if I'm pushing these boundaries, I have to be prepared to get a lot of hate with a lot of love. And obviously, the people who show more hate are all like, are more highlighted. So yeah, hate definitely comes with it. But again, it's, I look at it as a positive, you know, if people aren't hating that you really aren't doing anything right. Yeah, 
No, absolutely. You gotta just go for it. You just gotta send it, you know? So, um, you know, what, what's, um, you know, what's been some of the reactions from like some of your close friends, like, have they been pretty supportive, uh, with you for throughout this process? Cause you know, it's, it's probably just blown up for you, right? Like your life has probably changed like significantly over, you know, growing this business. So like what's been, uh, the feedback? Um, the feedback is obviously mixed people from my hometown are still kind of back in that closed mindset of like they still don't understand what I'm doing and why I'm doing it I think my close friends you know here in LA and the people that actually really know me and know who I am are really understanding super supportive because I feel like they they know Julia and they you know you you only get to see glimpses of her you know doing these crazy stunts and stuff but when you actually get the time to like sit down and talk to me and really understand the motive behind it and that I am coming from a place of like like just wanting to push boundaries in a positive way. And I think once you really get to understand that, know me and know who I am and, you know, not just what I do, I think that's when people really get behind the movement and see what, you know, Shag Mag really stands for. Yeah, no, definitely. So would you say like, what would you say was like probably the biggest like moment for you? Like personally, like, was it the World Series uh, moment or was it like, you know, the post with, with the pizza? Was it the post of the, Roller coaster, like, was there one post or moment that you were like, man, like my life's totally going to change after this? I'd have to say the closest thing to right, right now would be the World Series. I'm hoping I haven't hit my biggest moment just yet. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> there, there's more so, to come. There's more yeah, to come. You're keeping it going. But I definitely think the World Series, the World Series was tricky in a way when it, when it exactly happened, I wasn't sure if it worked. So, you know, there was a moment where I didn't know if it had aired. I didn't know if people knew I had done it. And I didn't know if anything was going to come from it. The adrenaline from that was like a game changer in itself. And I was like, that's, I'm kind of just addicted to the adrenaline of doing something. Um, like I said, that kind of pushes those boundaries, but definitely the world series is my top moment right now of like something, you know, going as successful as it possibly could in that moment. And, you know, I, I feel like that's now I just got to one up it, you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Bigger things coming. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, talk about that like was that something you were planning about for a long time like the world series or like oh yeah yeah I mean the world series was almost I think a year in planning it started off knowing you know I wanted to do something uh viral and then it I knew I wanted to do something around sports obviously with a 90 percent male demographic you got to kind of tap into that so yeah um knew I wanted to do sports and I had to tap into a sport that you know, you knew where the cameras were. So um, baseball is probably one of the top with that. And then picking the biggest moment in baseball, which would be the World Series, was kind of like the planning of that situation. Yeah, that's crazy. So over a year. Yep. Wow, that good for you. I mean, so, I mean, what was the feedback from, like, did you ever try reaching out to Garrett Cole? Or did he ever, like, reach out to you? Like, was there? Oh, I wish, I wish, I, I tried reaching out. He blocked me. So Garrett Cole oh, has wow. blocked Yeah. I, I mean, I think, I don't know. That That's a mistake. He's got, he's got to unblock it. Come on. Yeah, he's got to unblock me. Garrett Cole unblock me 2021. That's one of my goals. I'm that's, yeah. Uh, so, so do you try reaching out like via Instagram and stuff or like? No, I mean, I remember tagging him in a couple of different things and then um, clicking on his name to see if, you know, any, I got any response. And I remember just saying Garrett Cole has blocked you. So there's Jeez. that. <laughs> hey, that, hey, they, we got to reverse it. 2021. All right. All right. We'll start, we'll start the campaign. All right. There you um, go. Let's start it. Yeah. I mean, so like, can you still go to like major league baseball events or is that still like up in the air? Or? 
I mean, luckily right now, no one can go. So like, I'm not missing out on too much, <laughs> but right. uh, probably when things reopen, you know, I just got to have a gnarly disguise. That's gonna, yeah. what is gonna <laughs> like a little mustache. I'm, yeah. I'm definitely banned, but you know, how, how would they know, right? They can't, you could definitely sneak in. You could definitely. definitely. <laughs> like, what's your favorite team? Like, do you have a favorite? I wouldn't say, I mean, gotta be a Nats fan after this, right? Nats? Like, I, I feel like I just naturally have to be a Nats fan, but like, other than that, I grew up, you know, in Texas, the Rangers, you gotta love the Rangers. So, right. Um, yeah. I, I'm from, I'm from Boston. So like Fenway, Fenway's <laughs> my home. You know, so. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I'm, I'm diehard, but yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. I mean, are there any other sports that like you're a fan of? Like, I mean, clearly like with Shag Mag, I mean, that's something that you've been trying to incorporate. Like, you know, you mentioned with the male demographic and, and with sports fans, like, you know, are there any other sports that, uh, that that you watch once in a while? Or Oh, yeah, definitely a huge football fan. I think in Texas, like, you don't have a choice whether you like football or not when you're born in Texas. And, like, in the South, you love football. So grew up loving football. I don't like the Cowboys, though. That's the only thing that I'm kind you of – actually No, not a Cowboys fan. I'm an Eagles fan. Eagles, so, wow. I, I, I know. But, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, more more so like a Carson Wentz fan. I really love Carson as a quarterback, but um, football as a whole, there's nothing like a football Sunday, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. So how did you become an Eagles fan? How did that start? I just really, really, like, I like Nick Foles. Nick Foles being from Texas, you know, and kind of went to a central high school, like, um, where I was from. And um, just appreciating, like, the college football scene in that in that area in Texas and then really like Nick Foles and then from Nick Foles really like Carson Wentz so more of like a, I guess you could say like their quarterback fan but just like the Eagles like the fans fans are intense love the game the atmosphere it's great yeah it was tough when you guys beat us in the Super Bowl I'm a Pats fan so I was like oh. <laughs> it's tough it's tough I mean so I mean would you, are you pro Carson Wentz right now are you a fan of his or it's, it's tough you know the season's tough Especially, you know, after winning a Super Bowl, and I, like I kind of became a like Eagles fan as they were going for the Super Bowl and after them winning, and of course, you know, like that's the year I start supporting them. So anything after that, you know, is rough. But I'll always be a Carson Wentz fan. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. Pat's Pat's Eagles in Super Bowl repeat. We'll we'll see. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. <laughs> it, it pains me. I've like I've won Eagles jersey. Um, it was like a Terrell Owens, and it's like. I got for like five bucks. I was like, no, what, why not? And then after that Super Bowl, I was that like, was oh. dig. that was a dig. Five bucks. Come on. You paid more than that for it. <laughs> I, I can't do it anymore. I can't, I can't be seen with it. Like it's, it's pretty bad, but I mean, we'll see. I mean, Eagles got Jalen Hurts too. So it could be there you good. Go. Um, yeah. I mean, so, so, I mean, there's uh so is there any other sports that, that are interest of you? Like, do you watch basketball? Um, you know, there's a big fight coming up this weekend. There is a big fight coming up this weekend, that is for sure. Yeah, I mean, Liz, I'm, I'm super competitive when it comes to anything. I think just watching people be passionate and competing and coming together, whether, you know, it's boxing or it's one person or a team of people really come together. I just think it's great. I think it's great to watch. So, I, you know, growing up in the South, like I said, kind of, and you, I grew up with a lot of guys. And so it's like, you have to love sports. You, you really don't have a choice, yeah, you know? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I mean, who you got for the fight this weekend? You got you got Jake, you got Nate. I mean, come on, you know the answer. <laughs> definitely Jake. Definitely. All right, Jake. let's go. Let's go. That's awesome. I mean, what? I mean, yeah, I've I've been seeing some crazy stuff about that, but you know, I'm rolling. I'm rolling with Jake for sure. I mean, I gotta roll with 
Celtics fan, so Nate Robinson's tough, but I'll, I'll, I'll roll, I'll roll with, uh, with, with Team Julia here. There you go. Yeah, we got to roll with the pole. It's, it's just it's great seeing, like, the training process, and I think seeing how passionate he is about boxing and how hard and dedicated he is to training, I think, has really just been, like, a game changer just to see that. I mean, and I think that's why you kind of grow a love for, like, sport, like you said, just, like, sports in general, seeing how much – passion and work and things that actually go into like performing on the field or in the ring I think is what really makes me like a huge sports fan yeah so you, you've grown to enjoy like watching fighting too That's yeah, like- yeah I mean it's just like I said you put two people in a ring and it's just like there's something so animalistic about watching it and like it's it's and you don't have a team behind you it's one-on-one so it's just like it's great I love it I love it yeah 100 percent um yeah, because Logan talked about like fighting Floyd too. Like, is that is that actually a thing, or is that like a? You know what? I can't. Yeah, when it comes to Logan and you know challenging Floyd, I think he should get at least one win under his belt before you know going all the way for Floyd. But you know, at this point, who knows what could happen? Who knows? Yeah, no. The reason why I ask is because I I had um I had Floyd on here like a couple of months ago, so I was like. I had I have to ask about about Logan because it's been popping up everywhere. So it's I know, like, I know. we'll see. Yeah, no. So I mean, uh, you know, for you, uh, you know, we talked about Logan fighting and, and, and Jake and, and that matchup. Um, you know, another thing I wanted to get into is like, you know, you have such like a large following on on social media. Um, you know, is that something like how has your life changed like personally? Um you know, from the day you first started, you know, trying to, you know, build your uh, digital footprint on these platforms to now, like, it's probably been crazy because like as kids, like everyone's dream is to get a million followers, live life, like, you know, li- live, you know, this, this social influencer life, like, what is it like? Like, has it met your expectations? Is it something that, that makes you happy or? I will say it's definitely not something that makes you happy. I will say those people that, you know, are striving to reach, you know, a million, two million followers. It's definitely um, a dead end when it comes to happiness and substance. I think, you know, you hear about it and it sounds great. I think for me personally, it hasn't, I don't think affected it too much. Obviously when you get right into it and when you're first in that world, you kind of get like you're around these people that you've seen and you're like, and you've heard about. And so you get to, you know, really meet these people and you realize like they're people just like you and I, like at the end of the day, you know, we still brush our teeth and go to sleep and like, right. you know, eat food and, you know, have fun. But I think for me, I've always, I still go back to those Texas roots of just being, you know, I, I look in the mirror and I still see Julia who had braces in sixth grade and, yeah. you know, was little nerdy jewels. So it's like, I don't feel like it's changed me too much. It's, I think if anything, it's helped drive me to want to work harder and be like, you know, once you're surrounded with really successful people, I think it just helps you keep going and stay motivated and like, we'll try and keep it, keep up with it. You know, I think that's the, the big, the biggest positive that has come out of it is just showing me like you can achieve the unachievable and you can really do the impossible. And I think that's, what's really cool about surrounding yourself with these people. And, you know, it takes, it takes a lot of work. I will say like, that's something, you know, people don't really talk about is how much work and time and energy and effort that really does go into it. Yeah, I know. Like, I know from my experience, like, I, I definitely grow an appreciation for like content creating too. Cause like when people see uh, like people with large accounts, they think like, 
oh, they can just post whatever they want, whenever they want, but they forget like the business side behind it, you know, like I can only imagine like how many hours like is put into like shag mag or like creating content, especially like in the beginning of just trying to like grow that brand presence. Like, like talk about that. Like what's, has your daily schedule changed from, you know, from trying to build uh, shag mag as like a, like a real startup to now, I mean, now it's, you know, definitely grown and, and it's, uh, you know, become a bigger company, but I mean, talk, talk about those early stages compared to now and maybe how like your daily life has changed. Yeah. I mean, my daily life has definitely changed, you know, when you're more on like the content creation side, you know, you can kind of really dive in more on that. And I think right now shifting more into the business side and the corporate side has probably been like the biggest struggle. Like I said, I kind of came from the customer service industry and now it's like, I've never really had to sit in a corporate meeting and now I'm having to lead these corporate meetings and lead a team and stay structured and scheduled. And, you know, it's a tough, it's tough to learn. And you're literally building something from the ground up. You take something, you just take this idea, you kind of birth it and you kind of make it come to life. And it's definitely a process. And there's definitely a lot of mistakes that need to be made and need to be learned from, but you know, it, it's hard. Don't get me wrong. I have a lot, a lot of respect for, you know, the Elon Musk, the Mark Cubans of the world, you know, these major names that have really created these billion dollar companies from literally nothing. It's, it's crazy when you really think about it. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, it's a slow grind and no, no doubt. At one point, like it's take shag mags taking over playboy, like no doubt. I believe it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, it's, it's definitely a slow grind and, you know, I, like I said, like, I, I feel like everyone just sees like social media as like, you know, that's that's the goal for for young kids like just trying to be you know garner like all these millions of followers it's like oh like life's perfect like you know once you have a million followers you know for you how is it like what is it like balancing the corporate side with you know the social influencer side like how do you how are you able to balance that like that's definitely been like one of my top struggles throughout is like you know, you balance, um, I just have a very, not, I wouldn't say party mentality, but I love going out and I love having a social life and I love networking and I love meeting new people and, you know, balancing that with getting up at 6am and being on investor calls and investor meetings. And it's, you know, one of my favorite quotes is from, um, Jordan Belfort. We actually had him on our podcast, the shit show. And he said, you know, if you want to go to sleep with the boys, you got to wake up with the men. And that was kind of like, something that stuck with me of like, you know, if you, if I want to go out and I want to have fun and have this lifestyle, I have to be able to balance it. And, you know, as much as it sucks, I'm going to have to grind it out. If I'm going to stay up till 2am, that's fine. But I got to wake up at 6am, you know, and it's just a hustle. You got to realize like, if it was easy, anyone could do it. And so just keeping that mindset of like, it's not going to be easy. And there are going to be those moments where you have to balance both, you know, it's tough, but it's definitely worth it. Yeah, no, I actually, uh, I actually watched that episode last night because I was trying to get hyped up for this. So um, that's why I asked because, you know, you know, JB talked about, you know, what is it like, like, you know, having large social following and always having eyes on you. Like, you know, like you do you feel like it's more pressure from a, like a corporate standpoint or from like, a, you know, as a business owner or as a social influencer, like you have all these different things coming at you. So um, you know, that's why I kind of wanted to bring that up because, uh, you know, I, I felt like, you know, that is something that, that a lot of people don't know. Um, I mean, I think it's easier for me because I came at, came in at an older age, I think, than most. You know, I was 21, 22-ish 
um, just kind of like at the start of it in 23 and now, you know, I'm 26. So I feel like, I feel like if I would have came into the scene a lot younger and I would have had those eyeballs on me younger, I probably would have made a lot, a lot more mistakes. Um, just, you know, obviously with age comes a little bit of wisdom, but I think, um, I think overall it's just hard having eyeballs on you in general, in general, because I feel like the more eyeballs you have on you, the more people are wanting you to fail. And a lot of people, you know, do as sad as it sounds, there's a lot of people rooting for shag mag to not be as successful as it's going to be. So it's hard, you know, keeping that mindset, trying to prove them wrong while making mistakes at the same time. Cause you know, I am going to make those mistakes. So it's, you know, making mistakes, learning from them and doing that in a public eye is a very, very hard process. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, so, I mean, you, do you like collaborate with Nelk and, um, you know, like some other popular, like content creators, like, um, you know, like talk to us about like, maybe like the behind the scenes of that. Like, you know, I think every, you mentioned, like, we always see the partying and like, you know, having fun, but it's also like the side of, you know, preparation and, and the work that goes behind it. So um, what's it like collaborating with those kind of content creators, Nelk? I mean, like I said, like a lot of people just get to see the surface level of these content creators, you know, like Nelk, like even Jake Paul, Logan Paul, you know, all these um, popular names in the industry, people get to see like the fun, the parties, the Lambos, the craziness, you know, but people don't really get to see the behind the scenes of how hard these people genuinely, like genuinely work. And I think um, that's where like the collaboration, when you find people with the like, like right mindset of how you are and how you operate and you find people who kind of operate the same way and work as hard as you, I feel like the collaborations just come easy because it's hard to find people out here that can kind of relate. And so once you do find those people, it's nice to kind of hold on to them and, you know, why not put both of our efforts together and be both of us be successful. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, like I said, like there's so many, like, con like the industry of just content creating is just booming. Like, you know, yeah. like other countries or not other countries, but other companies and like, uh, you know, other individuals, but, um, you know, like, like Barstool is an instance, like, you know, another company that's like huge into content creating, um, you know, like with their podcast, like call her daddy, um, you know, would you say like, have you gotten any feedback from like Barstool? Like, have they ever tried to recruit you to, to come on their team? Like, you know, maybe the Call Your Daddy podcast or no? I mean, not really go on their team. Me and Barstool kind of go hand in hand. You know, I pulled that whole World Series, series stunt. You know, Dave kind of um, had interviewed me right after that. I feel like Dave naturally um, kind of expects the worst in people. So I think kind of giving him a little bit inside of who I was I kind of think I got maybe just a, a tidbit of brownie points from him of you know I think there was a question he had asked me he expected me to lie about and was kind yeah. of about the following yeah. if you know I did it for the following or did it for like the movement and I was like you know they both kind of go hand in hand and um I remember calling him out I did a post you know a couple couple months ago about taking one bite and tagging you know the barstool president and stuff like that I feel like we go back and forth and I feel like there's a lot of respect on both ends. You know, I respect the shit out of Dave for building what even he's built and accomplishing what he's accomplished. You know, like I said, knowing what I know now, it's definitely not easy and have a lot of respect for that, that whole company, that whole team. Yeah. I mean, have you talked to Dave since, like, since that, the World Series thing? Or, I mean, do you guys ever talk about, like, your plans for, for like, moving forward or not? Not really so much plans, you know, that little asshole is up in LA and he decided yeah. to work out with all the little TikTok boys instead of, 
you know, yeah. she didn't sit with me, but who knows, you know, maybe I was trying to talk him in doing a, a pizza review in the bathtub. I feel like that would always be fun. I feel like my yeah. love it, his fans would love it. So why not? Yeah. And I mean, and he, did he respond or is he still like thinking about it or? Who knows with Dave, you know, maybe he's thinking about, maybe he's playing a little hard to get. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, no, definitely. Bathtub, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, what about like Alexandra Cooper? Like, has she talked to you about like her podcast and like, have, have you guys talked or do you know her or no? No, I mean, there's a lot of stuff, like uh, people love to compare us to Call Her Daddy, the shit show. And I think, yeah, obviously like I, I, I can kind of see the similarities, but it's very different in the sense of like, I feel like Alex and Call Her Daddy is a very more female driven platform where it's, you know, women a lot of female listeners whereas the shit show and like with shag mag is a lot more male listeners kind of talking about the same you know sex and dating and really really diving into sex and kind of those untouched areas that some people don't like to venture into but i think the main difference between call her daddy and you know the shit show is like the listeners being i'd say more remotely male than female yeah no, definitely that would be so funny if you got sophia franklin as a guest that would be hilarious yeah. <laughs> that'd be so too. Everyone has podcasts. Yeah, I know. I, I did. I did see she created, but I was like thinking about going into this interview. Like that would be that would be legendary if like shit show just like took away. Like Dave would be. Dave would not be, be proud of that. I'm definitely not getting Dave in a bathtub after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, that's hilarious. Um, you know, I mean, I'm curious. Like, what else is uh, like, what else is your your future endeavors with with Shag Mac and the podcast? Um. You know, you mentioned like a lot of people have podcasts now, like, um, you know, like, I'm curious, like what your daily, like your, your daily routine is like, like, do you, are you, do you have like a team that helps edit the podcast or, um, yeah, definitely. I don't think I could do any of this just by myself. We have a, you know, team built out for the production of the magazine, as well as the podcast. I mean, I think like the five-year plan is really, really taking over the bunny. I mean, the banana is going to replace the bunny, you know, if our, that's what we're, our go-to is that we're going rabbit, rabbit hunting and Shag Mag's here to take over Playboy. I think it's time that somebody does it and I think who better to do it than us and Shag Mag. So um, I think that's like the, the five-year plan of that. And I think just becoming, we're more than just a magazine, you know, we're more than just pictures. And I think really getting people to understand that the best way to do that is things like podcasts, you know, once COVID lifts, the parties and the events and, you know, getting those faces behind the brand, celebrities and just having that place for this men's lifestyle I think that just doesn't exist and I think rebuilding that out just kind of like if you were if you have to worry you know exist today how would he do it and how would he modernize it and do it in that way yeah I mean in shag mag um you know have, have you guys I mean can we get a little hint of any like celebrity collaborations in the future or is I mean it- I'm hoping you know I, I can't give anything away too far in advance but Definitely going to have some celebrity collaborations in the future with Shag Mag. Um, you know, I mean, what, who wouldn't want to be a part of this? I think it's just, it's, it's, an, it's an insane time. And I think it's a great time to have a company that's willing to push boundaries that other companies aren't willing to do. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, is there like a favorite episode or, now I know that's kind of like a tough question, like favorite episode of podcast, but like, is there one like interview that, you know, you, you enjoyed more than the rest on, on the shit show. I mean, you know, the JB one was, was pretty cool. Um, you know, the, the one, uh, I, I watched the most recent one, uh, of, of like the, uh, the casting. I, I just watched that. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, is there one that, I mean, it seems like it's a lot of fun. Like, it seems like you're really enjoying it. Like, um, you know, is there one that really sticks out for you or? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a lot of fun. I definitely have to say the one that would stick out most would be Jordan. Um, just because he was more of like a business professional mindset that kind of had that same mindset as me as like um, work and play and kind of balancing that out. And I think interviewing him at the time where I was trying to navigate that and trying to figure out how to do that was really interesting to me just even as an interviewer like really like that was one of the interviews that I was genuinely looking forward to not even just on the podcast standpoint but for myself personally to sit next to Jordan Belford and really interview him and pick his brain on like different things that he did that worked and didn't work and have him to come in you know to shag mag and congratulate me on the success of the business was a really really big deal for me personally yeah so did you just dm him and like were you guys friends like before or well, he, so in Shagmag, we like to do a thing called a man of the hour where we interview different men in different industries. You know, we've done Ken Block. We've interviewed um, the creator of Rick and Morty, Justin Rowland, Snoop Dogg's been in it. Uh, and Jordan Belfort was one of our men of the hour. And so when we did his issue, I was like, his answers were just so good. And I felt like we just, I wanted more, more, I wanted to ask him more questions. So I was like, why not just have him on the podcast? And he was actually one of our first interviews. And so um, it just went so well. We're like, wow, we just got to keep this going. Yeah. So, I mean, how do you go about the outreach? Like, do you usually like do it personally or do you have like a team that helps you reach out to talent as well? Or um, It kind of goes hand in hand, same thing. We've got, I have a team that helps you outreach, but also me just on a personal standpoint, reaching out to, you know, maybe someone I've met in an event or running into different people while out in LA, I think is the easiest way to like get in contact with people. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, no, you and Bex, let's get it. The, the dream team right there. Let's go. Um, yeah, so I mean, wait, so there was a there was another person, right? Like Bianca is Bianca part of it still, or now is she not? No, you know, um, Bianca had you know some things that she wanted to do up in Florida. Um, nothing, no bad blood there at all. Just um, you know, wanting to do her kind of her own thing, moving up in Florida. Don't blame her. You know, Florida is a great place, but. Obviously, me and Bex are still out here in LA, so still just running the shit show, me and her. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um, all right, like real quick, uh, last lasting questions. Um, uh, so I'm I'm curious, like from a personal standpoint, like I can only imagine, like how many weird DMs you get, like how many weird emails you get. Um, so I mean, like I'm curious, like. I mean, what's like the weirdest, like what's the most random DM you've, you've ever received? Like where you were like, what? Like, was it a famous person? Like, did someone like- uh, I definitely had like famous people sign my DMs where I was like, that's cool, but it wasn't very, like I've never had a, a celebrity or anyone like be creepy or anything like that. It's more of, um, I think one of the most weird, it wasn't a DM, it was actually an email. And it was um, an email from a guy who had a paper toilet, like an empty paper toilet roll on the tip of his, of his penis. And I thought for a reason, for some reason, I thought it was a finger with a Band-Aid on it when I clicked on it. And I was like, it took me a little minute to, like, to process what it actually was. And like the email was just a very odd email. It was one of those that was like, what the fuck is that? Like, what is what? going on with this? But that was definitely, I mean, listen, I get pretty weird weird dms and i would never encourage anyone to send a dick dm ever it's the quickest way to get blocked you know don't don't do that yeah that's that's pretty out there um 
what like you said like some like famous people have slid in your dms like is there anyone that like jumps out at you like what like were you like what like did you like or no I mean, Snoop Dogg was really cool. Me and Snoop Dogg just messaged back and forth. Like I said, we featured him in Shag Mag um, as one of the men of the hour. He's really awesome. Shaq DM'd me randomly one time asking what Shag Mag was. So that was really cool. Um, you know, a couple just in and out. But I think like Shaq or Snoop Dogg definitely have to be one of the top of just like, oh, this is this is really cool. Yeah. And they both they both have like the like entrepreneurial side too. So it's like, you know, do they, do they ever give like input on that? Like ever say, hey, like, if you need a guest on, on the podcast, like I could hop on, like. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to push it too much. Obviously when someone asks, you kind of want to keep it light and easy, but definitely like having like, even like I said, letting Snoop Dogg letting us feature him as one of the men an hour and getting like an exclusive interview with him was really, really awesome. And just even hearing like feedback from him being like, this is awesome. The part, like the brand itself is awesome. And like hearing that from people like them was really, really great. Yeah, no, definitely. Um what and from your experience like i have to ask because you're the goat of shag mag and you know i gotta do it but um you know from your experience what advice would you give to um you know maybe guys trying to you know reach out to a girl that they like or um and then maybe on the flip side like what advice do you have for you know women as well like trying to you know make a presence within uh you know the the digital digital agency or digital industry excuse me yeah um it's like for men who are trying to reach out to um you know maybe a girl they've had their eye on I think it's just like keeping it lighthearted and being creative I think that's like always like my top tip along with asking a question and a question that you actually want to know the answer to Uh, I think you know just sending a simple hi or what's up like you're not you're not guaranteed a response but like if you maybe respond to like a story asking like a specific question what's that song or like you know, asking really, really specific, genuine questions and like actually listening to the answer and being yourself and just being funny and, you know, kind of, I feel like girls love humor and love a a guy that can like really make them laugh. I think it's great. So I think just keeping it lighthearted, funny and asking questions is the best way to go about that. I think with girls, you know, luckily, you know, there are spaces in the industry like OnlyFans, like Shag Mag, where a lot of women can kind of come that are safe places um, to create this kind of content that you know, these spaces didn't exist um, in the days, I would just give them the advice of one, be careful who you work with and what photographers and managers and platforms you trust. Always have people read over anything legally binding or any contracts. It's like my number one tip to women in this industry because you never know what you know people are trying to get you to sign. Um, but just being genuine, be yourself, realize your why, why you're doing what you're doing and what do you want the outcome to be? And I think that's the most important thing to keep in mind. Yeah, no, definitely. That's uh, that's awesome. If there's any way I can support you, Julia, or Shag Mag, feel free to reach out whenever. Um, if you want a hat too, I, I got I got this bad boy. So anyone, get a wild, wild chat hat. Wild chat hat. Yeah, definitely. So I appreciate appreciate it. and be on the lookout. Uh, I'll I'll tag you in the interview too. Um, at KP Learning at Wild Chat, but um, you know more importantly. If there's, um, you know, if there's any way I could support you, uh, seriously, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, and yeah, keep killing it. Keep, keep doing your thing. Really appreciate it, Kevin. Really appreciate it. All right. Thanks again, Julia. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye, Julia.